Thanks for checking out the Ascent Church podcast. Our mission is to reach, equip, and impact others exactly where they are as we rise to new life in Christ. We hope that this message encourages you. I'm actually here to talk about change. Oddly enough, it's, a, it's an interesting uh, subject for today. So change is definitely inevitable. Obviously, I'm standing in front of you today, right? So you wouldn't have expected this. Uh, I was talking at first, first service, uh, basically, that change is something that happens good and bad. And it's something that you can't escape. It's something you can't control. And maybe that's why we have such a hard time with it. Um, I can only speak from my own experiences and my own personal walk. But I can tell you this much. I've had a lot of changes in my life, good and bad. And they've influenced me and they've, they've moved me in certain directions, uh, also good and bad. Uh, I don't want this to be a super damper or anything, you know, crazy serious service and, and something that, you know, if you're expecting some awesome message and something supernatural and, and crazy, you know, that might just happen. But just know that sometimes God works in these little tiny changes. And there's a lot of little tiny changes along, along the way in your life um, that have made you the person that you are. And it's actually happening right now, too. Um, this is a change for me, too. So just know that we're, we're all in this together. And I was telling first service also, you know, I, I feel really comfortable speaking to people that I know have my back and speaking to um, what I would consider my family. And this church has become, woohoo, this church has become, um, if you will, our family. You know what I mean? We happened to just show up on launch day. We didn't even like Thomas, honestly. Like, <laughs> we didn't even know Thomas, and we just showed up just to, just to encourage, because that's what we should do as a body of believers, right? Encourage and, and strengthen. And we showed up, well, next thing you know, we're, we're coming to the church, and we're involved, and like, what the heck's going on? And now we have a family. And it's really strange. And I, I say that because I'm going to keep using certain, certain terms in, in a scripture, one particular, um, because God has, he's changed me. He's changed my life. He's changed my surroundings. He's changed my friends. He's changed my family. He's changed a lot of stuff in my life. And I can, I can guarantee you that everybody in this room either has or will experience some crazy, ridiculous changes. And you got to kind of just keep up. So the, pro, uh, the scripture for today uh, is just one, just one simple scripture. I don't have anything. Maybe they you can put it up, maybe not. But it's Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. If you get anything at all from today's sermon, I don't, I don't have anything cool to tell you. I don't have anything wild and different. Just know that the Bible is super simple, but it's also pretty straightforward, and it's all you need. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and he will, or I'm sorry, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will guide your path straight. And every, every Bible has its own version, but that particular version is ingrained into my mind because when I was young, although I had a lot of crazy things happening, my mom always had this one plaque uh, and I was talking about it before. You know how uh, you go into like maybe your grandma's house or something and there's that knitted plaque? You know what I mean? It's, it's with a yarn, it's embroidered, and it's like, how that even happened? Like, you know, who does that? But um, <laughs> that's, what, that's, what, that's what we had. And, and of all the things that disappeared in my life and that changed, for some reason we carried around. My mom was a believer when I was young, and we carried around this one plaque on the wall, and it was Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. And I, I memorized it because that was the only visual that I had of scriptures um, where I actually had something to look at of the Lord's word. So I say that because Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 has stuck with me because of all the decisions that have happened that I've made, good and bad. And I realize that whenever I make decisions, 
I basically am asking the Lord, and a pastor of mine once told me that he says, you know, when you decide to do something in the dark, what does the light have to do with that? And it, it removes itself. When you, when you openly do something that's going against the Lord, that's going against what you should be doing, what, what, what does light have to do with dark? And God, God just says in, in his word that he basically removes himself from that situation because you've asked him to. You've asked him to just leave, basically. Um, my wife and I were, were engaged, and we were being really honest with our pastor, and we, we said, uh, you know, Lord, wh- what about premarital sex? What about, uh, what about all these things? And that was a simple answer. It was super simple. And he just says, well, if you openly do something and you're just saying, I'm good with that, the Lord says, all right, that's your choice. I'm going to have to turn my back from that for a minute. So a lot of the decisions that I made in my life, good and bad, have influenced me and changed me to who I am today. And I'll just say this. So I was born in Minnesota. Uh, and I, I don't want to, like, bore anybody to death. I was born in Minnesota. My family were hippies. My mom and my dad were just these, you know, hey, let's free will. Let's go crazy and do whatever. You know how you, some of you are, you know. Harry, you know. Um, so we, we actually lived in a bus, oddly enough. And uh, we're, we're renovating a bus right now. Who, like, who would have thought that happened? But we, we actually lived in a bus. Uh, we, we lived in it for about five years. Moved from Minnesota down to uh, Mexico. Lived in Mexico for a little while. Um, drove back up to Texas, and we settled in Corpus Christi, Texas. I was raised in Corpus Christi. My family, like I said, uh, was a structured Christian family. And then at some point, this is why I say these decisions matter. At some point, my father decided to step away from that. And he became um, severely addicted to pornography and all, amongst other things. Uh, he became a pedophile, and he became um, an alcoholic. My parents ended up getting divorced. Uh, my mother became a, a pretty, pretty hardcore alcoholic. My, my mother got custody of me. My father got custody of my brother. My sister at the time was 16. She was heavily, um, how do you say it? She was damaged from the family situation. She removed herself. She went to live with friends at 16. And to this day, I still don't have relationships with anyone in my family at all. My father passed. Uh, my, my mother and I don't speak. My brother and I don't speak. My sister and I don't speak. I wish that we did more. The, the relationship with my sister has been opened, but it has not been fully repaired. So I say this because change happens. Because when I was seven years old, that change happened. I watched my, my parents change. I watched their attitudes change. I watched my mom's decisions change. I watched my mom be abused and become an alcoholic. And all the things that come along with that lifestyle influenced me. I started doing the same thing when I was in my teens. I started doing heav- heavily using drugs, heavily using women, um, starting to do all the things that I watched growing up, and not even realizing that the, the power of that influence was directing me in that, in that way. So I get back to Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, and I, I start thinking about this, this scripture on the wall when I was a kid, about how if I trust in the Lord with all my heart and lean not on my understanding, he will guide my, my path straight. And so here I am now, in my 20s, I end up in prison. Uh, I was arrested over, over 30 times, in and out of jail. Uh, finally ended up in prison for cocaine and, and a drug uh, gun possession. Uh, met a lot of guys in jail. Met a lot of interesting people. And um, that's why I say, you know, when Thomas says, you want to speak? I'm just like, man, what, what's the most nervous thing that I've ever done? Oh, yeah, I got strip shirts butt naked in front of men, and they told me to do whatever in jail. That's right. I guess that... Kind of gets the shakes off, you know, when you're standing there. <laughs> but 
You too? Okay. Let's talk after. Um, but no, uh, change is good. And I started, I, started thinking about, I started thinking about all the things that you can't control, right? And so there's all these, these certain things. Like, uh, remember when we first got married, babe, and, I, I, and we didn't have kids, and I called uh, diapers diapers? Did you all know there's not an M in diaper? Anyway. Um, so, so change happens. So anybody have kids in here? Awesome. All right, so kids are horrible. Basically, <laughs> basically what they do is just, they just go, you know what? That's cool that you, like, had a cool life and you had a lot of plans and everything, but, like, I'm here. And you're going to do what I say. Matter of fact, I just crap myself, so <laughs> take care of that. Um, so the diaper, diapers need to be changed. This is just correlating to our lives. Like, think about this. We're, a lot of us are walking around with this whole, like, crappy diaper situation. And it needs to be changed. Things need to be changed, right? No, okay. So you got diapers, you got clothes, you got uh, attitudes, you got... uh, Let's talk about emotions. Anybody in here married? (laughs) Men and women, oh my gosh. Like, we're so different. I got got married and I didn't even understand what what I was getting into. And like, women are so emotional. (laughs) Just kidding. But the point of, of today's uh, subject matter is change. And so what I'm saying is there's good and bad changes in your life. And what happens is when you're following the Lord, when you're lo- leading a life that is basically saying, God, I want to put my decisions in your hands. I want to put the outcome of my day in your hands. I want to put my children in your hands. Uh, our finances. We're just getting into, into figuring out our finances because, you know, that's out of our control. Some of, some of these things are just... They need to be wrangled in, and they, they need to be changed. Um, so at 20, at, at, in my 20s, I ended up in prison, and I ended up um, actually sitting there in a prison cell. I was in solitary confinement for six months, the last six months that I was in prison. And I was in solitary confinement. I was 22 years old, and I'm sitting in this little six-by-nine room, and I'm looking out this little square. And it doesn't snow in Texas. Like, I don't know if anybody knows about South Texas. It's, it's not a snowing area. And it didn't snow for 50 years. And then I'm sitting there in the solitary confinement, and I'm watching it snow for the first time, and I can't touch it. And I can't, I can't go out there and, and play, and I can't do anything with it. And it's like, for me, for someone who's never experienced snow, it was this big thing, you know, and I'm watching it happen, and I'm like, why can't I be there to really touch it, to experience it, even though it's so beautiful? And I, I start thinking about all these decisions that I made that got me to where I'm at, and these changes, and these changes, and these changes, good and bad. But how many of you guys know that changes make you or break you, but they, they make you. They make you the person that you are today. And we have conversations with people all the time. They're like, well, what, what do you think about why this happened in your life? I'd be like, honestly, no matter how much bad stuff happened in my life and no matter how many things I thought were disappointments and were hardships, it actually made me who I am today. And I, I don't really have any regrets about it. I mean, I wish I maybe wouldn't have done some things, but I don't regret the person that it made me. And I guess that's what I want to convey to you guys is that, I'm, like I said, first service, I'm not Thomas. I'm Jeremiah. I don't know what you came here looking for. I don't know if you need a change. Obviously, you're here because you know that you are, are, out, are, out of, are not in control of your life completely, and that change is inevitable. But I don't know what to tell you other than it's in your hands. It's in your hands. Because what happened with me when I ended up in prison, 
God just basically said, look, you may not want to be here, but I got you here because you need to change. Things need to change in your life. But I also had the option. I could either end up just like all these other guys that were going crazy. Like I said, they howl at night and they fight and they do it. It's like, oh my gosh, like, look at where you're at. You have a chance to stop doing that. Change. Just do something different than what you normally do. And I think what's interesting is even, even as I become older, I'm realizing that more and more that the scriptures are so evident and they're so true and they're so relevant in my life that it's almost impossible to escape them if you really think about it. So Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, I think, I think it's really interesting because half the time we don't even realize that God's doing something crazy in our lives. Half the times it's just, it's just the ordinary, like even right now. It's just the ordinary. It's a Sunday morning, and we think that, like, you know, there's going to be this epiphany moment, and there's going to be something crazy that God's going to show up in the clouds, or a car is going to cut you off and scream, it's God, he's telling you to do this, but he, it, it's not. It's not like that. It's just these everyday moments and these little things where you trust the Lord with your life. You trust your Lord with your waking up and with your, you know, you're going to work and with your, your relationships. And you have to kind of think about this for a second. You know, why, why has God put you in a position to even do anything influential? Why has he made you a father or a mother? Why, why has he made you a friend of somebody? Like, let's, let's think about this just for a second. If change is inevitable and change is good, then why don't, why don't we do it more often? Why don't we do some things that are on purpose? I think, I think just like a lot of people, the Lord intervenes in, in, in a situation whenever, A, I think whenever most of the time that we're, that we're ready for it, um, not necessarily financially speaking or any other way, but we're, we're, we're in need of it. We're ready for change. And um, I just want everybody to be, to be aware of that today. My sermon isn't crazy, and it's not spectacular, but in all honesty, like if the Lord's calling you to do something and you're just not doing it, you need to stop. You need to just go ahead and do it. Because the change that he's trying to bring about in your life isn't just for you. It's for other people. And I say this, and I'm talking a lot, but my story is my story. But I, and it might not have anything to do with you, but I don't, I don't know why I was raised a certain way. I don't know why that happened with my family. I don't know why I went to prison. I don't, I don't know why all these things lined up the way that they did, and I don't know why I made these decisions that I made. But the fact is, I'm here now, I'm 37 years old, and I'm standing before a few hundred people, and I'm telling them about my story, and I'm telling you that, that the Lord wants to change you too. Because, that's true. Change is a subject, and um, I can speak from experience. I am the prodigal son. I did come back. I didn't come back to my mother's arms or my father's arms, but I came back. Thank you. You're welcome. So for the parents out there, and maybe you, but for the parents out there that maybe have given up on your kids, don't. Because they do come back. And it might not be in a way that you think. It might not be in, a, in like I said, it's not going to be some huge explosion in your life. It might just be something super simple, like a text or a call or something really small, or it might be from jail. It might be from a, a backseat of a car. It might be from where I was when I, I just put a camper on my truck and I left to go to California, and I called trying to sleep in a twin mattress in the back of my truck. You don't know how it's going to happen, but change happens, and it's inevitable, and you can't control it. So why not change for the good? Why not let the Lord change you? Why not become the prodigal son? Why not believe in your kids? Why not believe in the things that you think the Lord has instilled in your heart? Why not? 
Because the alternative is exactly where I was. The alternative is sitting in jail or sitting there feeling like your life is nothing. Feeling like everybody around you is against you, being paranoid and wondering when the next attack is going to come. It's always being on the defense. When you're not living your life with, with according to the Lord's plan, you always have a rearview mirror that you have to adjust. There's always somebody that you think is behind you, and there's always an issue that you think is following you that just won't let go. And that's the thing about the Lord. He doesn't, he doesn't walk around you know, beating everybody over the head, but he does have a good way of detaching you from the things you really don't need to be around. But I will tell you this. Just like attitudes, just like diapers, just like clothes, uh, just like scenarios, just like your atmosphere, and just like our spiritual stance, we need to change. So I'll tell you this much. Um, I'm going to be closing here actually pretty quick. But I'd like to do something a little bit different. And I don't know if anybody cares or you don't have to do it or not. But I'd like everybody to get out of your seat and let's change something. You ever come to church and you ever like listen to worship? Anybody enjoy worship? You ever come to church and listen to worship or you're worshiping and you're just wondering like, like why doesn't this feel like a concert? You know what I'm saying? Like people pay a lot of money to stand right here at a concert. You know what I mean? Why don't we all just come on up and we all stand right here. Band, if we could get the band up because y'all are awesome. Let's just come on up and let's just worship like we're at a concert. And just take, if you don't mind, like, don't worry about who's with you or what. If you don't want to, that's fine. Um, but, like, the whole point of this is to get the idea of change into your brain. You know what I mean? I'm not a public speaker, and I'm not anything special. But what I'm trying to relate to you is that change is good, and the change is inevitable. And some, somehow, some way, things are going to change, and you're not going to be used to it. And you're not going to be comfortable with it. And you're going to go, this is a little bit different. This is a little bit strange, but that's what the world needs. The world needs you to change because you can't come in here every Sunday thinking that I got this thing figured out, tag, 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 hashtag this and blah, blah, blah. Just who cares, man? If you're not out there actually doing something and changing the world, why are you even here right now? So let's do something about it. Let's get a little bit crazy. Let's get a little bit out of the box. Let's change a little bit. Act like you're in a concert. You know what I mean? So... Rock on, yeah. So I, I hate to say that's all I had because I think, I think that's enough. But I just want you all to know that the Lord loves you. He has a plan for you. If your kids are lost, he has a plan for them. He has a plan for your neighbors. He has a plan for the homeless. He has a plan for everybody. The fact is, you just have to decide that you want to change. You don't have to be the same person tomorrow. You don't have to be the same person when you get in your car. That's up to you. If you want to let the Lord in and do those things, awesome, man. Now's the time. So let's, let's, let's worship. Let's praise together. And like honestly think about the things in your life that have made you who you are and what you need to change to become the person that God wants you to be. Is that cool? We believe Jesus is on the move in Virginia Beach. And if you would like to learn more about who we are and our mission, follow us at Ascent Church 757. If you would like to give to further our mission to impact the city and beyond, you can do so at our website, ascentchurch.net. We hope to see you soon.